22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Hey, hey, what's up, wherever you are or whenever you're listening to this, and welcome to the return of Meanwhile, 22 pages later, episode 124. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me is the man who can rip apart anybody's best dressed attire, but do it with a smile, and this is why I don't ask this man any advice, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. You remind me of a young me, not much younger, mind you, perhaps even a couple years older. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I'm not even guessing who that is. Usually, Ralph does all the guessing. Uh, Sounds like Zap Brannigan. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) And the other great guy on our panel is the man who has the power to mute and mic us with a press of a button. And trust me, he knows how to press him some buttons. RT Square, Ralph the Tech. You know, the other day I was staring up into the sky and I realized something. Solar power is just nuclear power, but from a safe distance. Hey, there you go. Good job, AOC. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we got the band back together. So before we even go into what the show is going to be about today, um, I kind of wanted to take the opportunity to explain to our audience what's been going on the past several months. So here at Meanwhile 22, we love to chop it up about geek stuff, about fantasy stuff, about sci-fi stuff. But sometimes life happens and sometimes life happens hard and it throws off your balance. So for us, we had to take some time away to handle our business, each, each of us, and pull everything together. I'll say for myself, one thing I realized is the time away from doing this podcast, even though it's a lot of work, I realize it's a lot of fun and it's therapeutic. And to be quite honest, I miss these guys. So now we're back. Aww. We apologize. Stop. (laughs) We're back. We're sorry we were away, but now it's time to make some waves again and try to be one of the top rated podcasts around or at least around our friends. So um, just to let you guys know what we're doing today, today's episode, we're going to discuss the movie Aquaman. But first, Mike has a lot of pent up news. He's looking to unload somewhere. I'm going to let that statement sit there (laughs) as we let MFG hit us with the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike, the finance guy, and Ralph and Kat. All right, splat right in your face. Give wow. Us a warning next time. Come on, man. Like, I think that's a lot. Based on what I said before, I think he, he was glad he, we had that coming. All righty. Before we get more bad puns from certain people, uh, fans of DC Comics Doomsday Clock and Batman Damned are receiving some disappointing news. Doomsday Clock number nine by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank, which was slated for release on January 23rd, will not hit shelves until March 6th. But wow. names of Batman's Damned are even less fortunate. The third issue of the title by Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo has no official release date, but it is hinted that the series will continue sometime in May or may not. <laughs> may or may not. <laughs> I see wow. what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah clever. Talking to me with bad puns, right? But all, <laughs> all, all jokes aside, so wait a minute. So Doomsday Clock was pushed back till March, which is about a month, a month and change from when it was originally supposed to be out. And now Batman Damned, a.k.a. Batman Penis, is it, it might not even come back. Well, shrinkage. Aww. Of readership. Of readership. For goodness <laughs> sake. She's such a filthy mind. <laughs> right. Hello, pot. <laughs> and there was no reason to, to, to why or... No, not for that one. Um, Doomsday Clock, they claim that they were trying to let the rest of the DC universe catch up because it is like a year in advance. So, which, which, which my favorite thing is, it's basically DC Universe one year later, which failed miserably. And I'm not saying that the comic is because I'm not reading it because I just can't read DC for a while. They're, <laughs> they've, they've, they've annoyed me and <laughs> to the last, my last nerve. Are you like like you know how people like do those fasts where they go, oh, I'm not gonna have meat or I'm not gonna have this here, I'm not gonna have any DC. Yeah, exactly. Wait, Mike, oh, they okay. found your last nerve? I didn't think that they was possible. It. They found. <laughs> I was about to say, Ralph, you probably told them where it was. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it. I drew them a map or anything. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, All right. So, what else we got besides that disappointing news off the bat? Splat. Oh. This out to this group. Damn you. Dynamic, I'm excuse me, damn you, Dynamite Comics. That's who you are because you want to take my money now. Uh, Dynamite Comics and Archie Comics leading ladies will team up for, wait for it, 
Red Sonia and Vampirella meet Betty and Veronica. What? Yeah. That's right. Dynamite's flagship ladies will join Riverdale's choice chicks as they are forced to unravel a string of unsolved paranormal murders happening in Riverdale. Red Sonia and Vampirella meet Betty and Veronica. Number one is slated to go on sale this May. I will be the first person in line. Spoiler alert. So Sabrina I, the Teenage Witch. I can't. I mean, no, no, I won't even hate on it. I mean, Betty Veronica in, in, in Different Adventures sounds fantastic. Red Sonia and Vampirella added oh, to the mix. I can't wait. <laughs> wait, you interrupted me mid-sentence to go, oh, I can't wait. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, I'll say this. When Archie Comics was taken over a couple of years ago, um, and they started doing these all all these retreads and all these different versions of Archie. They've put them back in the limelight. I mean, yeah. they have a TV show now for crying out loud. So you know what? Let me not say anything. Let me actually just see what happens because it just sounds odd. But I'll check it out still. Oh, come on. Afterlight with Archie didn't sound odd? No. <laughs> well, it, it, no, you're right. It, 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 it sounded odd. But when you saw the great artwork in the story, I was yeah. I was a fan. So like, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll stay quiet and watch things happen. So all right. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Last but not least, when you right. hear DC Comics Trinity, what's the first thing you think of? Okay, mostly failed movies. Uh, but now... I was thinking of a pile of crap. Yeah, exactly. All right, but now you hoes at home can envision Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman as Latin America luchadores. What? The, yeah. This new line of premium-grade figures are seven inches of mass fun, and each figure comes with a backstory for the Luchaverse. And don't get bent out of shape thinking it's all about the good guys, because Deathstroke, Cheetah, and Metallo 2 are also receiving an across-the-border makeover. DC Collectibles will be presenting the Lucha Explosiva at the Jacob Javits Center in New York City during this year's American International Toy Fair. The figures will go on sale in August. They are you, really cool looking, though. You have to see I was about to say, I can't even lie. The fact that they're going to do DC comic figures as luchador wrestlers is kind of a really cool concept. Oh, I, I knew you loved that. They're trying to get the cross uh, the crossover. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. And, you, and mind you, I'm the one who poo-pooed on Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> but meanwhile, I love Scooby and Shaggy had met Batman. So, you know, yeah. I, mean, I mean, where am I? But DC characters as luchador as luchador wrestlers that yeah, sounds amazing you have to see the pictures because it's not um it's not our white guys with luchador costumes they're, they're full-on like you know mexican looking characters like you know with the full lips the the, the, the bronze skin etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah they, they they basically don't look like dc characters you just kind of know who it is by the symbols that they have and the symbols are done with lots of uh decor and stuff like that and the costume uh. It looks almost I'm, nothing like their regular costumes. I'm in. I'm right. in. I'm gonna check it out. While when Mike one goes on one of his long rants at some point during this podcast, I'm, just, I'm gonna go look for it. I'm in. <laughs> I have two questions. Go for yes. it. Question one: When is this toy fair? I don't know, but I don't think the general public can go. Oh. Yeah, I think I think it's a, um, a distributors can only go to that particular toy fair. Yeah, so, I think it's like industry only. Industry only, right? That, that, that's what I was looking for, yeah. So what you're saying is that someone's going to end up tied in the back of a van and I'm going to steal their ID. Gotcha. Uh, pretty much. <clears throat> Question two. Who do I front. give my money to to get one of these things? Me. Okay. Always give your money to me. Everybody <laughs> out there, always give your money to MFG. It is sure. the safest bet you can make. And I can prove that as soon as you find me. Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds trustworthy. <laughs> So my only question is, is that all the quick news? That is all the quick news I have. I'm keeping uh, it quick. I, I noticed. <laughs> um, Ralphie, do you have any quick news? No, not, not today. <laughs> I wish I had some, but no, 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 I don't. I really don't. I don't, know, I don't know if we wish you had some, but you know. I mean, I could think something up. No, 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 please, no, no, please, no, 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 don't trouble yourself. <laughs> In <laughs> later news. Don't, don't burn the two the sticks that burn together to make, a, make an idea. No. <laughs> All hey, right. So now, have you ever yes. tried rubbing two sticks together to get an idea? It's quite fun. Well, wait. Oh God. W weren't you ever a Boy Scout, Ralph? I could have sworn you you were. No, no, never mind. You in, in DR they didn't have Boy Scouts. No, I was I was a Boy Scout, but we used matches. Really? Yeah. Wait. That just destroys the dream. <laughs> that destroys the dream. That explains all the forest fires in the DR. When it's cold, <laughs> and you want to get a fire going quickly. You don't rub two sticks together. You just break out a, a lighter and you do it. But 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 if you're in DR, it's never cold. <laughs> oh, it gets cold over there, especially at night. Uh, what, like uh, 85, 70, uh, what? 70 degrees, yeah. Try like 40. Yeah, whatever. Ooh. In the mountains, maybe. Where do you think I live? I'm a mountain man. Don't you see the beard? I kind of oh. thought you lived in a hole in the ground. 
Uh, I'm not sure if our audience can see that, so they can't believe you anyway. <laughs> For the audience, right. I'm going to describe myself. I'm a oh. ruggedly handsome, grizzled, uh, very well-looking Denzel kind of a person. Okay, okay, okay. Has this... anyone ever seen ZZ Top? All right, now, Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, turn your tint a little bit to the darker, and that's what you have. <laughs> But nobody would know tint on their TV because nobody plays with the nobody plays with the specs anymore. Nope. <laughs> no, they don't know how to do that. You just dated right. yourself, Cap. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> had a joke about dating myself. Um. Uh. So let's go right into the main discussion now that we have no quick news and Ralph has nothing to contribute. We still love him anyway. And now, <laughs> now I know who's getting the chipmunk voice. Oh, hush. <laughs> so now let's get ready for the breakdown of the newest installment of the DC Cinematic Universe, Aquaman. And with the synopsis is the guy who was just talking, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. It's about time it got back to me. Yeah, you couldn't wait long. See, this is what I'm going to check out for the DC Luchadors when Mike goes through the synopsis. So Mike, go ahead. All righty. Aquaman is the sixth installment in the DC Extended Universe, a.k.a. DCEU. It is the third live-action theatrical film to portray the character, but the first as a solo feature. Aquaman was directed by James Wan of Conjuring fame uh, from a screenplay by David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick and Will Beale uh, from a story by Jeff Johns, Wan, and Beale. The film takes place after the events of Justice League movie and follows Aquaman's attempt to save the world from destruction by his half-brother, the Ocean Master. Aquaman cost an estimated $200 million to produce and, since its December 21st opening, has taken in $330 million domestic and $793 million foreign. The King of the Sea has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 65%, 78% for the audience, and a Metacritic score of only 55 out of 100, with a 72 out of 100 for audience. Mm, okay. Yeah. All righty. Synopsis. Now, sure, this is a synopsis about a superhero that plays in the ocean, but don't expect to hear a couple of fish puns. Instead, expect to hear a bunch of fish puns. <laughs> oh, my God. Lighthouse, <laughs> Lighthouse keeper Thomas Curry proved that anything is possible when he found the injured Queen of Atlantis floundering in the ocean. Now, you don't need to be a brain sturgeon to know that these two were dolphinately soulmates. They have a son and live in a happy, <laughs> have a happy life for a few years before royal guards find the missing queen and a vicious battle ensues. Many guards were battered and filleted, but the queen agrees to return to Atlantis to avoid a turtle disaster. Their son, Arthur, is secretly schooled by a renegade Atlantean advisor to eventually take the throne, but Arthur's half-brother, Orm, turns out to be an, an enemy of the surface dwellers. And things get eely bad when Orm gathers the armies of the seas to muscle the humans out of the water and leave the denizens of the, the deep as the official rulers of the world. Armed with a so-so script but fantastic underwater scenery, Aquaman is nonetheless well above the scale of most of the DCEU's movies. But don't just listen to me carping on about it. See it yourself. You'll be hooked. <laughs> All right, it's starring Jason Momoa as Arthur Curry, Aquaman, Amber Heard as Mira, Willem Dafoe as Volko, Patrick Wilson as Orm slash Ocean Master, Dolph Lundgren as Nereus, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II as David Kane slash Black Manta, Nicole Kidman as Atlanta, Timurera Morrison as Thomas Curry, Randall Park as Dr. Stephen Shin, and the voice of Carathon, which was the Leviathan creature. Mm -hmm. Guess who that was? Oh, that's um um what's her name um um the hills are alive with her, sound of music. Oh, that's uh, uh Julie Andrews. Yep, Julie yes. Andrews. I was like, what? Yeah, I, I saw it in the credits. I was like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it's amazing what you do when you stay after the movie. All right. <laughs> so first off, props to Mike for that synopsis. Second yeah. off, okay, that synopsis was fantastic. Ah, I love a good pun, but only when I do them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, so before we get deeper, dive deeper into Aquaman, ha ha ha. Let's put on that spoiler warning that we spent so much money for. Warning: the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So, if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. I missed that so much, and that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stitch Productions. Underwater sounded like sounded like somebody had like bad Taco Bell. It sounded bad. That was a <laughs> I did a drive by stushing. Mike, you do the puns. Ralph does the sound effects. That's how we're leaving it. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, All right, do and, and you do nothing evidently, uh, except lead you guys to lead you guys to victory. What was that, Ralph? I can do puns now. No, no, 
Come on. I'm really good <laughs> at puns. Stop. Okay, so here we go. Aquaman. Um, and like Mike said in the synopsis, I mean, I know that we usually try to hit with the um, with the stuff we liked first. All I got to say is visually, holy hell. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I've, I haven't seen anything that visually stunning since, I mean, I, I'm going to go back and, and say um, Avatar. I okay. haven't seen anything that visually stunning since I looked in the mirror. Three seconds ago. There's that as well. <laughs> you also wear glasses, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. That poor, sh- that poor shattered mirror. Right. <laughs> but, but seriously, guys, t- tell no, me. No, it's, no, it was very beautiful. Um, it, it was creative in the sense that it actually reminded me of Flash Gordon from the 80s, where it was just over the top. Like, you're like, okay, that's a lot of visual going on, but not in a bad way. It, when, it, was yeah. just, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was just really beautiful. When we first see the city of Atlantis, just that whole scene is incredible. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. I, could, I could imagine like the the CG guys must have been there late hours. Like fuck, we gotta make this shit look incredible. What we're we gonna do? All right, we need oh, more man. neon. Give me some more neon over here. It was right? so stunning. I can't imagine what it looks like in 3D. Like in 3D, I can imagine um, so, you know people losing their what, mind. What the looks, effect of the apartment? It looks how it looks like, <laughs> but with a third dimension. Yeah, it definitely did. But let's start. Let's start at the beginning because we, you know, they 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 opened with t- talking about um um. Arthur Curry's parents and how they met and all that stuff. And speaking of CG effects, was it me or they use a lot of CG effects from, the, from Nicole Kidman? Well, I mean, remember <laughs> it was it was in the '80s, so they they de-aged both actors, yeah. uh, Tamara Morrison and uh, Nicole Kidman. But both of them looked freaky. It was like they they did that de-aging one, but they used the cheaper version of the software because they looked weird. You know they what didn't they look did? younger. They they used the same one they used in uh, in Justice League when they removed Superman's mustache. That's yeah. what it looks like. They used that exact one. Because yeah. <laughs> all of them look like they used to have a mustache, including Nicole Kidman. <laughs> well, she had a full-on beard. That's what <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Did he have a full-on beard? Or was that just, just a mustache? Hmm? No, Superman? no, no. <laughs> no, no. I was just saying that like the, the, the cheap uh, crap that they did to remove his mustache, it's the same one that they used for the uh, effects for their de-aging. That's what it seems like. It, it was just really off-putting. DC, I mean, DC's... Um... FX um, program or whoever they're using for FX for the past couple of movies have been overdrive. Think about it in this movie alone. You're talking about Aquaman's father, Aquaman's mother, um, William Dafoe, and um, who was the, the fourth person? There's one more person who had de-aging. Um, but, but, oh, um, and Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren you yeah. know, looked a little younger. I'm like, um, never. <laughs> he, he probably stipulated in his contract. He'd be like, listen, I, I'm underwater, so I should look a little bit more refreshed. Just take these wrinkles off my face. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it, it was, I mean, you could definitely, it definitely, I, I'll say this. I, I won't say it bothered me, but I'll say, you know, like I would look at it and I didn't realize for Aquaman's father that they used it as much. Aquaman's mother, Nicole Kidman. I love Nicole Kidman, but it definitely was glaring. No pun yeah. intended. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, how did you feel about the opening of the film opening with, you know, doing that as their, um, entryway into talking about Aquaman. Well, I'm glad they did that versus constantly flashing back because otherwise okay. that was the only other option um, was either get it out of the way in the beginning or constantly have him flash back more. You know, I mean, there's fine to have a little bit here and there, but they would have had to flash back his entire origin story. And that would have been, I think, a mistake. Yeah. It's the same thing. Think about it. It's the same thing they did with um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, to right. start off with Peter Quill's you know, being taken away, and then we move into the story, and it makes it it's a lot smoother. Right. Yeah, and and also, like, uh, Aquaman's not a well-known character in, in a lot of circles, so it's good to have his origin story just out there real quick and yeah. then move on. Yeah, I mean, being bitten by that radioactive, um, radioactive piranha, <laughs> you know, um, both his parents were shot down in the alley right after that. I mean, it was it was a whole lot to go through. <laughs> I and feel like... And then Atlanta like, shipped him off to the uh, to the water to, from the water to the surface, and that was his whole story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I Roll do credits, like Roll that credits. they did show like small flashbacks throughout the movie, showing his his training uh, scenes with uh, William Dafoe's character. It was, it was really Malcolm. Good. Yeah, I mean, well, they had to, but they didn't help much. Um, I, I found that that disturbing jump between um, uh, Atlanta's return and then suddenly he was older in in flashbacks and i'm like well i I think we needed a little bit more of something i I don't know what not longer but just something just felt like i missed a lot and then suddenly he's being trained with that that jump from like maybe being what like maybe eight years old to like suddenly being in his mid to later teens 
it it just it was just weird um to see like Willem Dafoe trying to train him and just assume that he had all of the same abilities as an Atlantean. I'm like, well, he's part human. Isn't there a chance that he doesn't have any of the abilities of an Atlantean? That's the Atlantean <laughs> pride. They're like, fuck no, man. We take over. But, I mean, even, like right away, he's like, jump off of this four billion story cliff and well, sure, you'll survive. But the, the, the funny thing is also, I mean, when you think about it, I get it because they're saying, you know, all they said all royalty are able to um, what to breathe, uh, you know, outside as as and also in water. So I guess he figured, you know, because the royalty blood is so strong, even though it's merging with a human, it's still going to carry over. But yeah, that's kind of a risk. Hey, you know, maybe your blood will work. Maybe yeah, but, it won't. But hey. being black, but but black um, as a pigment, it's it's a dominant thing. But you see many mixed race kids that don't look black. Yeah, right. like, like so that's what I'm saying. So like, it's like, just, no, no, yes, no, on hey, his part. <laughs> who are we to know that he didn't take a DNA sample back before? You know, making well, him jump the cliff. It's like, hold on, wait, wait. You're gonna jump. Hold on, let me get some blood. But that's the whole point. All that's right, Ralph, 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 Ralph. What's the timestamp for this episode so far? Looking at the time, what's the timestamp? Twenty-one minutes. Twenty-one minutes. Ralph makes his silly, <laughs> his silly comment of the, of the podcast. Twenty-one minutes in. Hey, we like those comments, though. There we go. It's just fresh. <laughs> That's right. No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying that, like, it's just one of those weird things that, because especially when Arthur's I know, like, I know. But, but he goes, I know how to swim. And he's like, well, not like this. And then, you know, uh, Volko just takes off at supersonic speed. And then out of nowhere, so does Arthur. And I'm like, well, either he knew it and didn't mention it, or he just suddenly realized how to swim at supersonic speed for no reason. Well, you know how they do that, right? <laughs> How's that? It's in the gas. I you guess they have a lot out. of Oh, I guess so. <laughs> why? 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 Oh God! <laughs> see now I can't unsee that. You know, like now I'm gonna see that. I'm gonna think about that comment. <laughs> so it was just like little things like that. So like I just, it just felt like forced in that sense. But otherwise, again, it wasn't a large part of the movie, so it didn't take away a lot. Right. Um, speaking of Aquaman, how do we feel about Jason Momoa's um, portrayal of Arthur Curry? I know a lot of people were against it or a little bit like well you know i mean even though they knew it from justice league some people felt like oh this guy is too you know surfery and totally not our aquaman how were you with how were you guys with his portrayal well because Did it fit in with the movie or was it off is that what it is those racist people out there like oh aquaman's white no man. well well he is <laughs> <laughs> does he, he is. have to be um we're not gonna get not, we're not gonna get into this debate now. But I mean, nobody is. I mean, my problem wasn't with that. I mean, he's just not Aquaman. I mean, Aquaman has none of the characteristics of the Jason Momoa version. So all he is is Jason Momoa movie Aquaman, and I'm fine with that. You know. Yeah. So, so, so you're saying he's like George Clooney Batman? No, because at least he was still something. <laughs> you know, like, this is just nothing like the character. Um, he's so incredibly broy. It's such a it's such an incredible like testosterone filled like you know movie and and like you know like i said it's just such a broy aquaman it's like eh, whatever i mean it's fine it's 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 what we have and it's it's great because we don't have an on-screen version to uh you know notice it's not like like christopher reeves versus brandon routh versus henry cavill he, right he we was, have nothing we have nothing else to, to um live action to hold it against exactly. yeah he was more like the brave and the bold aquaman than anything else a little bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah. With, with, with his brashness, them to a degree, yeah, I can agree with that. And he he does say outrageous, which had me giggling inside. I was like, yeah, <laughs> he said outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the 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 scene in the um in the bar, I thought was gonna take a different like. Yeah. <laughs> I knew where it was gonna go, but I felt like the guy. I don't know. I just it felt too too cliche. Not but that it wasn't already cliche. Well, the thing but, is, it started cliche, and then it just turned to expectantly silly, oddly enough, all at the same right. time. Like, yeah, it, exactly. It, it didn't work on either direction. It was just like, well, it's only two ways this could go. Either it's going to be a, the, the typical fight, which proves nothing, because he's already, by this point, lifted an entire, what, thousand submarine. thousands of ton submarine out of the water so this is no fight that's going to last more than half a second or it's going to turn into some silly like ew we love you and, and that's what it turned into you know yeah which i mean it was, it was all right but then it just got like you said it got too silly and i was like uh yeah yeah but like i said the brewery movie um <laughs> but uh like what did we think now of uh of black manta um i i, I liked him two words uh, what? Iniego Montoya. What? You killed my father. Not prepared to die. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, I'm like, well, I, I mean, I get it, but it would be a lot less, I don't know, or a lot more poignant if they just didn't kill like half the crew of a submarine. You know, it's just one of those things. That, I mean, we get that um, DC's heroes don't really give a fuck about most people. I mean, we, we get that. You know, at least Aquaman saving the innocents, but then it's like, oh, you killed people. I don't give a fuck about you. I mean, it's that's not the hero attitude, which is a problem for me with DC's um, movies. Yeah. But, but at the same time, it's like, okay, so your dad just killed half a room of people. You've met a hero that you just tried to kill, full on tried to kill, that your dad just shot with some like, you know, you know, ballistic missile type thing and tried to kill. And you actually expected him to then save him. And now you're mad about that. <laughs> like that's the part of his his and the fact that they also his father had to tell him actually had to say leave me here and get revenge for me and it's like you actually had to explain Black Manta's motive to the audience like yeah, I did find that little explain it <laughs> when they were fighting the whole time all I heard in my head was my name is Inigo Montoya you killed my father not prepared to die. I didn't. I didn't even realize that until you said it. I'm like, oh wow, that, 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 that's, that's kind of right. Um, I, I, my thing is, um, I liked the fact that you know that they actually included Black Manta because a lot of times people were saying that they might not have done it, but I felt like it could have been left for another film. What the Black Manta altogether? Yeah, altogether. Yeah. Just, just make it about Ocean Master and, yeah. and and have Black Manta come in, especially if you're gonna have him as a separate entity from, um, Atlantis. Yeah. Because, you know, in some entities, I mean, in, in some renditions of Black Manta, he was part of Atlantis, and then he was. And so my thing is, if you're going to say, okay, he's a human pirate, that did, you know, you could save that for another film. Yes. Well, he was part of Atlantis until they decided that he was suddenly black under that Black Manta name. And they oh, black, he's black underneath that mask. Yeah. yeah. Are you about to say that, Ralph? In, uh, in some iterations of, of Aquaman, um, Black Manta is actually part of the group that's been trapped inside of the Bermuda Triangle. And that's where right. Mira's from. Right. Yeah. Well, she's not from the Bermuda Triangle. She's, well, I mean, like her more recent, actually, not not her original, but more her more like last 20, 30 years. She's from a different dimension, a water dimension. Right. And she ended up here. And then it turns out that like she was either, sometimes she's on exile from there. Other times she was a rebel group and escaped or whatever it is. And that's how come she has hydrokinesis as opposed to know that Lantian has it, except for Aquaman to a much more limited degree, but they don't do that here. Yeah. Right. He doesn't do those, like those, the, the water balls that he fires from his hands, you know? That's true. And then but in, in certain versions of the comics, they have um, weapons that can uh, utilize uh, aspects of hydrokinesis or like, right. That it can create uh, like a sword or a mace out of, uh, out of water, like with um, mm-hmm. Aqualad. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, then Aqualad supposedly learned it almost as like when they had him develop that, it was like he learned it as a sorcery, a sorcery type thing. Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah. So maybe they thought that would be too much uh, um, Doctor Strange, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, too, too, too wizardry, not, 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 not enough fish. Exactly. But I, but I do agree. I think that I think a better way of dealing with Black Manta to make him more prominent would have been not seeing his face. And having Orm talking to someone, realizing in time through the movie that he's talking to someone on the surface, and okay. trying to trying like a double-ended assault maybe kind of thing, and then maybe in Orm's defeat or close to the defeat, we see that like he's been gifted with like you know, um, you know the the people that are still behind Orm are bringing you these uh, weapons, uh, you know now that Orm's away, you know or something like that, you can continue the fight force, you know that kind of an idea. Oh, I, I, I like that. I like that yeah. better. I mean, like I said, it wasn't it wasn't horrible. I just no. felt like he was wasted. It's it's like exactly. what they do with all these movies in, in the in the sequels and in the third ones where they add the other villain and the other villain is like garbage, like um Two Face in Batman Forever oh. or or Venom or not even Venom, um Green Goblin in Spider Man Three. You know, you can go on and on about these yeah. throwaway villains that you're like, if you would have just been patient and saved it, right. you'd be okay. Well, I yeah. I think that's what they're doing with Black Manta because you see that they No um, no no that they're going to use him in whatever sequel that they come up with. It seems like he's going to be the big bad. Yeah, but you, but you could have done it like um, they do in other movies where they hint at him, or like Mike kind of said, where you know he's still there, but they haven't used him because he doesn't have his power or whatever. I'll give you an example. Even though it's a bad example, 
um, Sinestro in the Green Lantern movie. Oh, he wasn't. He wasn't oh, the Sinestro, but he wasn't the Sinestro that's um, right. You know, Hal Jordan's enemy. If they would have thrown him in, that would have made the movie. Well, that's a bad example, but yeah, it would have made a good example. I can give you a good example of this. Go for it. It would have been just what they did with the first Avengers movie. It's not until the very last scene that you see Thanos and that you realize he's behind this. It's not right. that Black Manta had to even be behind it all. That's what I'm saying. Like they could have kept him the last secret thing. And, you know, like you could have seen the Manta mask uh, behind him or something along that line. And that's when you would have realized without even again seeing the actor, like, holy shit, that's Black Manta. You know, right. I think that would have been better because, again, I felt like like Cap said, I feel he was wasted because he didn't really add much. And then after a while, it became confusing because it's like I mean, like, like, for instance, the fact that they're even trying to fight on that ship, the ship that soon afterwards Aquaman lifts out of the water. It's like, what fight did you have? This guy can lift again hundreds of thousands of tons <laughs> you know um right. it's not a fight that you're going to have with a normal human being and i don't care what kind of bio armor you made him there is still no way you're having that kind of a fight with that man you know right and it i like i said if they they showed his face they showed him full armor i'm like okay then i don't need to see him in a sequel or i'm not that as excited if he yeah. comes in the sequel but I mean, like I said, it, it, the presentation was better than I thought. And speaking of presentation, what did you think of all of the comic book heroes and their movie, their movie costume adaptations, like Manta, like Aquaman, like Ocean Master? How do you think it translated onto onto the film? Well, Aquaman was spot on. Yeah. Looks absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's silly that with a with a trident comes a costume. <laughs> but I, I I don't understand how that works. Um, but sure. Uh, but but he looked fantastic. Um, Black Manta looked fantastic as well. I mean, it's it's about as much as you can do with his costume because um, that big head is always odd. He looked really good. Orm, it was fine. I mean, like his, he looked exactly like the the comic book. It's just mm -hmm. that he doesn't have an interesting look, in my opinion. You know? I'll say no, I'll say this. I kind of liked Orm the way he looked because Ocean Master. For me, always looked kind of rinky. First off, the name always was rinky ding for me. Oh, it is horrible. But, is but you know when I saw the the silver helmet and he pulled down the the the, the mask portion, it looked really. I thought it looked really cool. Well, he didn't pull it down. He put it on. If he you put it on. Sorry, he put yeah, it on. He yeah. puts it and it, it's really weird because it kind of sticks to his face and then flips out. But then it's like because he also takes off the mask and takes off the the helmet part and then it's like a hoodie. And I'm like, I know that they have different technology, but. Because remember when he was like pushing towards like the blades or something and yes. it's hitting and you hear the ping, 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 ping of metal. Yes. So, you know, it's a solid metal object that then moves like a hoodie. And I'm like, uh, oh, sure. OK. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, what did you think? I kind of enjoyed it. I thought that it looked very much like in the comics, except for the mouth part, because in, in the comics, <clears throat> Ocean Master's mask is like is also to the mouth. Right. Um, other than that, it was great. Aquaman, oh, it's like phenomenal, especially yeah. when he comes out of the waterfall and he's wearing it, the the costume. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, they did a good choice with Jason Momoa there. It, but even though, but here's the only thing I felt about it: like Jason Momoa's head on that uniform just didn't fit. No, I mean, again, I love when you asked about the costume. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's just not Aquaman. I mean, they you could even people I could see arguing, "Oh, he's like '80s Aquaman." Remember? I'm like. You mean the guy that had the fishnet top <laughs> and the one hand? Um, yeah, you know, for but the hand. yeah, exactly. And then eventually, well, no, his water for the hand was when he cut his hair again. Um, but yeah, so but it's just it just you know again, did Jason Malone look great? Sure, he looked great in the outfit, but you know the the two together because you have this wild main crazed guy and this incredibly slick, sleek, clean cut costume. It, was, right. it just doesn't work together quite as well. But again, still like the costume. Yeah, agreed. Definitely, I, I. It was definitely like I said. All of the comic book um, costumes that they put on screen looked. I felt like they looked really good, and yeah. and this is coming from a franchise that I was like, it's gonna be hokey or it's gonna look hokey, and it just right. looked, it looked really sharp. Yeah, but what did you think? I I love I love um Patrick Wilson's uh, uh the look of Orm in general. I'm like I'm like at what point did he just go? I saw Orlando Bloom in Lord of the Rings, and I'm like, I want to look just like him. <laughs> I didn't even think about that too. You just said it right now. I, yeah, I, it, it took me a while to because I mean I forgot that he was in the movie, so it took me a while. I'm like, that guy looks familiar, and I'm like, what's well, not Orlando Bloom? And I kept, then I kept saying, I'm like, well maybe it is with CGI, and I'm like, no, that's oh that's Patrick Wilson. 
That's funny. Um, no, you know, nobody mentioned how, what did you guys think of Mira? I thought she looked wow. And mind you, I'm familiar with Amber Heard to a degree, but she looks better as a redhead than she does a blonde. She looks really, really good. She's very pretty. Um, as far as a character, I think they really needed to fix it, flesh it out, <laughs> flesh it out a little bit more. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. They just really needed to fix it. But otherwise, I mean, she was she's gorgeous, you know. Yes. Yeah, well, I, I didn't think that she was going to be looking like that. And then I saw, I was like, wow, okay, I get it. But I agree with Mike. It was definitely like very a little flat in regards to the performance for her. I, yeah. I'll say this about her. Ralph approves. <laughs> that doesn't take much, bro. <laughs> it does not, but Ralph approves. <laughs> <laughs> what do we now, feel about the... I'm sorry, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, I was about go ahead, to say, Mike. But, but now what do we think about Nicole Kidman 30 years, th- 34 years later? I'm like, eh, that trench must have done a lot of work down there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was, for me, it wasn't as bad. I, yeah, I, I, she wasn't was as bad. Like, I was like, mm, she's not Famke Jansen. She's okay. No, yeah, they didn't. They didn't have like the 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 solar flare lighting her up over there. Oh, please! Yeah. I'll I'll say this though. It was no coincidence. It was no coincidence that all the scenes when she was supposed to look younger, all during the daytime, all of it. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. I, I thought I sat there and thought about it. Let me watch this movie again. So I watched it again, and I was like, Yeah, it's all in the daytime. There's no night scenes when they're in the house where it's well lit. That's because when so the true. sun goes down, the wrinkles come out. Because <laughs> there's no solar flare to block everything out. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. The plot overall, how do you feel? And let me put into context of what, what I'm asking. One of DC's complaints about their, their cinematic universe is that they haven't gotten their stories right. The stories are too complex or, or, or they don't get the essence of the character. or like They do always something wrong, with the exception of Wonder Woman. Right. Oh, I mean, this movie was a hodgepodge of a billion movies that you've seen before. You know, it was definitely uh, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, in there. Um, at some point, I, I, watching it when uh, when the Carathon shows up, I'm like, when did this become a Pacific Rim movie? I'm like, you know, um, so it's just a lot of things that go on. Uh, so, you know, you had, you, you had one overarching plot, obviously, which is, you know, Orm and his you know, taking over to destroy the world or destroy the surface dwellers at least. Um, the quest for the Trident, I, it's it's really weird. It was, to me, it was too long and not always interesting and at the same time, not long enough and could have been more interesting. <laughs> like, it was just this weird mix. Like, I, I didn't like the fact that, like I said, they, they tried to do like the Indiana Jones National Treasure type thing with like, Huh, here's the bottle. Oh, if you look in the end of the bottle, it has this map. And this map just happens to work in this figure, which I'm like, first of all, I was I'm, not, about- I'm not quite sure if all of these people were around when the King of Atlantis was around. And then they're all statues. And we move things around a lot as people, but they all happen to be exactly positioned. And the, the skull of the, the guy he needed was broken just enough to fit the bottle, which means it's been broken the same way for thousands of years. Like I'm like, yeah, this is just a stretch, you know. See, yeah, I, I didn't even worry about that that much, but I do agree with you, Mike, in regards to it was long in places where it didn't need to be, and then like places that were short. You're like, no, you talk about that more. It's kind of like looking at somebody's penis, and if the head was really, really big, but the neck was short, <laughs> it's like it's just <laughs> this is just not right. But 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 yeah, that's the way it felt like for me, especially the climactic fight scene, like yeah. at the end. I felt like it was long. Maybe it was because I was, I was tired when I was watching it. I was still enjoying it, but I was tired. I'm like, all right, all right, let's get to the part where Aquaman claims that he's victorious. But it, the fight scene just felt long, and it, 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 I felt like they could have cut it short in certain places. I mean, I suppose so. I mean, I did uh, I did think that uh, I, I enjoyed most of the fight scenes, especially the, the first two um uh, if I, like the the major one with Orm, uh, the first one with Orm. And I think there's another one later on that they have. Um, I enjoyed like the way the trench uh, looked. Yeah, those creatures. But um, yeah, like the, the the end fight scene was a little long. Um, I also, which they finally bring up, it's like, okay, Arthur, how many of your own people are you going to kill in order to claim that you're here for your own people? I mean, as I know that many as it takes. Yeah, I know because it's like they're just soldiers. I mean, you know, like they're not inherently evil. They're just following who is actually the king currently of atlantis you know um but like uh but things that got me for uh that definitely could have been pulled out were like you know them traveling across the sahara 
uh, things like that. Like, I mean, I know it's to build the love interest and whatever, but it again, it just felt like filler. And also, they did the you know, out of place. Yeah, and also they did the same thing that they did with a uh, um, with the Wolverine, which is it's like, did you notice that because they managed to get on the plane, get boat? Uh, well, the boat they did tell you that she stole but the plane that's flying they're eating food they they're, they're gathering up like you know things and i'm like you've spent no money <laughs> <laughs> like none <laughs> you know like is everyone just giving you things and why like the finance guy <laughs> I like the finance guy is into all the 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 the, the metrics and the, and the financial list of the movie like well how did he get paid for that did he use a debit card well, it's not even like it took long at the moment they got in that plane i'm like well how did they pay for this plane? Gold coins. <laughs> it'll be all. It'll be all of the deleted scenes. <laughs> it's all the deleted scenes. It's him going over the books. Actually, <laughs> with, has... the jo- with, with the Joker from Suicide Squad, who's also running his club. Wow. <laughs> what they don't show you is Mira actually has a black card that she uses huh? to pay for everything. Not Except a black it. Manta card. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that was bad. That was really bad. Uh, <laughs> wow, that sounds like a tin cup, but okay. Um, <laughs> um. So, before we get into ratings and renaming oh, I have the a couple movie, other things before we even get there. Okay. I just no, no, go for it. I'm sorry. No, I, no, I just love uh with Atlanta when uh, they finally find her in the trench, and she's just like, well, you know, he's a good man. He fights for all the people. I'm like, you know nothing about your son. <laughs> you know, <laughs> is there CNN down there? And then I was convinced there was because the Carathan knew everything about Arthur. Because remember, Julie Andrews is like, you're the son of so and so. I'm like, how do you know this? She read his mind. <laughs> and, she, and, she, and she's like, "You've been selfish." And, da, da, da. and I'm like, "I'm like, how do you know this? What's going on?" And also, I love the fact of um, the fact that they were like, everybody kept saying that this is a myth. This this whole thing about the 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 uh, the, 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 trident. the trident is a myth. There were hundreds of bodies down there trying to have tried to get this. And I'm like, everybody evidently knows this thing exists. They just can't get to it. <laughs> you know, and they also figured out how to get there without any of the trappings that Arthur and Mira needed. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those weird things. It was just like, and then with that brings me up to, to one other point. Then we can just move on. There is that um, I can't stand movies, I mean, and you've heard me say this a million times: movies, books, comics. Doesn't matter what it is. I don't right. like anything that has a prophecy. Because it's yeah. the cheapest way to do me. Because now there's no surprise. You've told me that there's a prophecy that the king, that you know, that the, that the real king, and it can only be one king at this point, is going to take over Atlantis. Well, gee, I wonder who that'll be. You know, and they're destined to do it. You know, and it's like, well, it's, that's just lazy writing to me. It, it leaves nothing for the audience. It leaves no fear for anything. It leaves no hooray because it's like, well, you're going to win anyway. Unless you go against the grain, which this movie wasn't going to do. And exactly. Like, like you, set, like you set that up. You set all that prophecy stuff up. It doesn't happen. Exactly. That's the only time it works well, is if it right. turns a lie, you know, or something along that line. Like the Lego movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that, that's why that movie worked, and that's why the second one doesn't, which we'll talk about another time. <laughs> so um, anything we want to add before we go into renaming the movie and ratings? Ralph? Um, I just thought... It was kind of interesting how they have this huge fight, and then at the very end, it's like, "Listen, man, we can still be brothers. You know, I still love you. I want to get to know you. You know, <laughs> like this. This is what I want. I mean, our mom's right there. I'm probably just saying this because she's right there and she wants us to have peace. But I still love you. And what movie is that? Thor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not true. That definitely true. Um, All right, Mike. Oh, oh, my thing would be he at the end. You can control now. You can fully control all of sea life, except for the creature that Orm is r- riding on. <laughs> yeah. You just be like, hey, seahorse, stop. Just stop. Let him fly. Go ahead, stop. Okay. No, maybe, he just, maybe he just likes the way Orm rides him. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> Mira didn't. Oh, <laughs> where's that button? There we go. Much better. <laughs> all right. So let's go into renaming the film. I'll go first. Mine's a simple. Mike kind of hinted at it already. Ackbroman, because he felt very broy. He definitely, if you would have tuned down the, the the broiness and maybe done something a little bit different, you know, I, I'd have been okay. But it was very broy, very surfer dude. Right, Mike. Uh, I call it Macho Man, King of the Seven <laughs> Male Stereotypes. Oh, <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Ralph, Aquamamoa, Jason's Return. 
<laughs> I, I call Momo. Okay, I like that one too. I, I like, like that it. it sounds like as much of a promise as a threat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It, the, the name of Moa sounds like the sound that he does with his telepathy. Momo, 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 Momo. That's why the fish were like, "Hey, it's just a Momoa." <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Ratings for Aquaman, Ralph. I give Aquaman 10 fiery battles of death. Out of Wait. 20. No. Out of 10? Did I say 10? I meant Yes, eight. you did. Oh, dude. Okay, math is definitely not a strong suit. I was like, he six claws it already? I was, like, I was looking for math. the right number. No. Number placement isn't his strong suit. I can tell. <laughs> Did I say 10? I meant 8. Oh, uh, there you go. Out of 10. There oh, we go. There. I, I flipped them. I, I was going to say 10 out of 8, but then that makes no sense. Uh, well, yes. Well, unless unless our audience knows how to do fractions, and you know we're not doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I'll give it 7.5 orange shirts with green tights that you'll never catch me wearing outside of underoos out of 10. No, W, because then you'll get some, like, mean camel toe. No, I'm just saying, I mean, when, when Underoos was out, I remember there was all those that you would buy, yeah. and Aquaman would just stay there. <laughs> there were, like, Aquaman. Aquamans inside of, inside of um, the, the department store, but Spider-Man was gone, and Darth Vader was gone. Even Princess Leia was gone, and there's not even Princess Leia Underoos, so that's another story. <laughs> Mike? I give it six and a half Aquaman v. Batman v. Superman. Aquaman wins. Out of ten. <laughs> Six and a half. Wow. Okay. I liked it. I was going to give it a seven. And then I I kept trying to think of like watching it a second time. And not that I would hate it. I was I would enjoy it, but I know it would start to annoy me. Like I, I know I would only be by the second time only looking for the key moments in the film, not watching the film. If you know what I mean. No, no, yeah, I hear you. Totally. Yeah. All right, so there you have it. Aquaman, the DC movie that wasn't the big catch that they expected. But guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. So, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right, it's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed, like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak, so download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. Geeks on the go. Now we're more outrageous. I didn't even hear what the heck you said. What did you say, Mike? Now we're more outrageous. Now we're more outrageous. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, so, sounds like you have little critters in your house there, Ralph. Did you get busy in these past seven months you've been away? Yeah, I've acquired a niece. You've acquired a niece? Yes. <laughs> Out of nowhere? <laughs> she just appeared. Okay. Well, while you're taking care of your niece, I'll break down the rules of this segment. Okay. Um, I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. We give quiz, quiz answers? Quick answers. Just checking. <laughs> Can we give quiz answers as well? Can I get through the intro? Uh, can you? I don't know. Can you? I don't know. Can you let me? <laughs> no. And we never make it under a minute. See, I, now I made it never because we never make it under a minute. No, we did, we did it once. We did it once. Here we go. I did it once. All right. All right. Are you guys ready? Are you? Yeah. Here we go. Ready, set, go. The Titans live action show has been a surprising success. What's a word or phrase that explains why it's been successful? Ralph. Because you got to pay to watch it. Of course it's successful. But that's not true. Mike? Uh, the phrase, fuck you, DCEU continuity. That's wow. pretty much what's done it. I say Greg Berlanti. In your opinion, should Disney keep Deadpool as an R-rated movie? Mike? Uh, after the second movie, they shouldn't keep it at all. Of course, uh-huh. after Channing Tatum's Gambit, I might be changing my mind. True. Ralph? Uh, yeah, why not keep it an R-rated movie? For all those haters out there who say you should change it or get rid of it, you know what you could do. 
Oh my god, the longest explanation ever. <laughs> okay, New York Comic Con came and went in October of last year. For this year, what do you want the con to fix or add, Ralph? Uh, I would like it to to make it better by having me do a full show of me just talking. Longest fucking answers everywhere. Listen, Keep going, if you don't Ralph. like the answers, don't ask the question. I love the answers, but is it more concise? Your <laughs> answers are longer than Mike's for once. Oh right, my yeah. god. Fine. Uh, they can make it better by doing it better. There you go. You like that one? Nice and general, there Mike. I think I've been to too many, so it kind of feels stale. So my answer is, dear Comic-Con, do better, period. There you go. See? See? <laughs> I've never heard you and Ralph agree on the same answer ever. We agree all the time. <laughs> what are you talking about? We thought you were subpar at best. <laughs> we, we only disagree on where we're going to bury your body. That's true. Oh. I say landfill. He says swamp. But we both agreed on how many pieces we're going to bury you in. Yeah, 21. I say we have one last question. All right, so (laughs) what did you miss most about the podcast, Ralph? This. This right here. The banter, the back and forth. Even though it makes our episode 100 and, like, God knows minutes long, Mike? That's right. (laughs) What else? Providing the world with the gift of me. (laughs) Which part of you? That's the question. Every part. Someone has a healthy ego. (laughs) <laughs> it's well fed <laughs> oh <laughs> to say the least all right all right so let's go into shout outs anybody got any shout outs yeah, shout out to everybody for listening in which means probably only one person is listening in because we've been gone for so long True. but we love you whoever you are you're our oh. best best friend and we we love you more than anybody whoever you are or or something to think about when they go back and listen back to it they'll be shouted out as well I'll be like, oh, you guys are back on. Yeah, we've had five episodes in. Then they go back to listen to the old episodes. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Ralph? I'd like to shout out to our super fan, whoever you are out there who is waiting patiently for us to come back. Johanna. We're back, so you can breathe easy now. Kev. And uh, I'd like to shout out my niece for being quiet while we record this final part. Yay, Shayla. Yeah, yeah Riley. <laughs> 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 Don't put pressure on my daughter. She stepped away from the mic because she's been trained. <laughs> I got some quick shout outs because I know, like I said to Mike, they're actually gonna they're gonna come back and listen to it anyway. Shout out to Abel who during Thanksgiving had told me, um, guys, are you guys aren't doing podcasts anymore? And I'm like, We're doing it, we're just on a hiatus. He was like, Can you not be on a hiatus? So <laughs> shout out to him, shout out to Sebastian, shout out to Joey the intern, and shout out to Troy. And also, like Mike said, shout out to everybody who's been listening before, but had no idea we started again. But hopefully, we'll through Twitter and Facebook, we'll send the word out, and people will be listening again. Sounds so, great to me. Is that any? Is there anything else I need to do before I stumble through the ending? No, we like to hear you stumble through. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference from when he doesn't do it? Wow. He stumbles. He stumbles more. Oh, that's true. I don't even know how to cleverly get out of that, so I'm just going to end it here. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square, we're off the tech, and for Shayla on the lap, and Riley in the other room, this is the Cap saying, keep it geeky, and stay tuned. We'll be back. I promise. Woo!